0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal oh, impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord. Gird your armor on. Stand firm, everyone.
1: Rest your...
0: Hey there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Way. It's Friday. End of the week. January 14th. The year of our Lord, 2022.
1: It is. Anno Domini. Yeah. You know, Domini. That's Absolutely. good, man. You're dropping dropping the Latin bombs today. Absolutely. This is the Latin I know.
0: <laughs> this is the Latin I know. I tell you what I know that uh tomorrow night at seven o'clock at Livingston, we are having a singing. We call it the In His Presence singing. If you're in the Tampa area, we would love for you to come out. Dimensions at 7 o'clock. It's at 7 o'clock. And if uh, you're listening to the podcast after January 15th, go to our website, www.christiansmeethere.org. To find out what is going on. <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely. Can't believe we've forgotten to mention that the rest of the week. Oh well. <laughs> well, we'll get that in. Okay, but and we'll also be meeting on Sunday, and that's good too. And so you can go to the website and find out about that. I want to wrap up Matthew 19. I'm going to read the same thing you read yesterday from Matthew 19 verse 16 on through the end of the chapter. This time we'll read it from the English Standard Version. We're going to talk about this rich young man. And behold, a man came up to him saying, teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, why do you ask me about what is good? There's only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these I have kept. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter said in reply, See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and we'll have eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. We've been talking
0: a lot this uh, week and Last about this concept of humility, mm-hmm. and to end in those words in verse 30, but many who are first will be last, and the last first. Uh, well, we're really seeing that played out in this episode with the rich young ruler, particularly in contrast to the episode just before it with Jesus blessing these little children Mm -hmm. who are the least and the last. It's these little children, and the first are now being left out. In fact, it almost seems like the first, the first
1: young men are opting out. Mm. I think you're absolutely right. One of the things, just uh, on a literary level. Mm-hmm. We talked about the potential inclusio of these statements about children, mm-hmm. and and I think we're supposed to see something like that, yet the the theme of humility seems to have continued, and will at least continue until the end of chapter 20, it seems to me. Well, and it came up much
0: sooner as we were talking, even, even the Sermon on the Mount, some of the Beatitudes, can certainly be summed up with humility. The very and, first one. And, and, and putting, you know, putting the Lord first, and being the only master, not letting anything else be that master, not letting mammon and riches and and such be that master. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So, so Matthew, the Lord's through Matthew certainly been teaching us a lot about humility
1: in this kingdom. Good point. Good yeah, point. Yeah. So, here comes this rich young ruler, and you would think this is the guy Jesus wants to spend time with, but rather he, he would rather be blessing little children who provide nothing. Yeah. Um, or, or making this rich guy poor by having him give everything away. To those who are in need and those Mm -hmm. who are poor, and says, Yeah, you become poor and you follow me. In other words, give up all this stuff that you think you know what maybe what this does is demonstrates what kind of good deed the rich young ruler thought he was able to do. Because he was rich, he thought. I I think we kind of started moving this direction at the end of our conversation yesterday. You know, had he been asked, build a tower in my name, had he been asked, you know what, yeah
0: i mean no that's that's exactly right give me a pro and let's face it money gives people options money can solve many problems in this world not all
1: but many give me give me a challenge lord that i can throw some money at because i've got money i've got money i'm bringing you my money and i am ready to pay the price mm mm-hmm. mhm So this leads me to the big question about what is it that Jesus is actually trying to get this rich man to recognize? I am convinced Jesus is not providing this man a rule of conduct that's a requirement for entrance into the kingdom. And the reason why I'm pretty well convinced of that is because in Luke's account of this record, if you just kept reading on a few more verses, maybe into the next chapter, you come across a fellow named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. A wee little man. A wee little man was he. Absolutely. And he climbed up in a sycamore tree. It was the Lord he wanted to see. And the Lord passed by. And he looked up in that tree. And he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. I'm going to your house today. You know, I, I when I was a little kid, we lived in England. And when we learned it, it was, I'm going to your house for tea. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Absolutely. That seems a bit anachronistic. I would think. <laughs> I would think. Anyway... So Zacchaeus gets to the house with Jesus, and they're talking to him. Uh, Jesus you know, is talking you know, to him.
0: One of the things that might be left out of that song, because I don't know how he'd rhyme it, but Zacchaeus was a tax collector.
1: He was. And that's an important part of the story, actually. It is. It is, and especially with the reputation that they had. But in any event, when after Jesus was teaching him, Zacchaeus declares, I'm giving half my goods to the poor. Mm -hmm. So if Jesus had been... Oh, and and then Jesus said, salvation has come to this house today.
0: Yeah, that's right. Zacchaeus gets approval in this uh, act of repentance or contrition, whatever it would be.
1: So if Jesus talking to the rich ruler here in Matthew 19 is giving a rule of conduct, Mm -hmm. a rule of requirement for getting into the kingdom... Well then why is Zacchaeus saved when he only gives half? Yeah, he
0: would he would need to be corrected wouldn't he? No no Zacchaeus give all that you have.
1: Yeah. So this tells me that when Jesus is working with this rich ruler, he, that's not what he's doing. He's not telling him, here's the good thing. If you did this good thing, you'd make it. At least not ultimately. I mean, the rich young ruler needs to do this thing because this is what the Lord has asked what him. the Lord told him to do. But he, but he's not setting up this rule of requirement. So what's going on here? So I'm, I'm walking through the story and here's what I'm thinking. The man walks up to Jesus and says, what good thing must I do mm-hmm. to have eternal life? Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, Well, keep the commandments, right? right? Keep the commandments. And I, I realize what response the rich ruler should have had at that moment. The rich r- ruler at that moment should have thought, Oh, snap. I mean, I've tried, but I failed. Instead of getting specific, instead of asking which ones. Yeah, well, which ones? I mean, you know, which ones? And, oh, I've done those. I've done those. I've kept those. His, his response when hearing, well, keep the commandments. Do what I've said. Should have been a whole lot more like Peter's in Luke chapter 5 and verse 8 when he's realizing who Jesus yeah. is after that great catch of fish. And he says, depart from me. I'm a sinner, Yeah, oh Lord. Sinner. That's really the ruler should have fallen down and said, well, if that's what it takes... Depart from me. Or he should have been like the tax collector in Jesus' story. Lord, be mm-hmm. merciful to me because I am a sinner. Yeah.
0: See, so I kind of what you're getting at is this fellow, though coming to his Savior, doesn't see himself as a sinner. Doesn't see himself as someone
1: in need, per se, He does not see himself as someone who needs something from the Savior. He sees himself as someone who's going to come provide something for the Savior. Look at all this I have. I can do a lot. What good thing do you need me to do, teacher? What good thing? Yeah,
0: or or, or even if, Lord, if you could bring a little clarification to this law— I've kept all these others. I'm sure I could keep another instead of appreciating, well, like you
1: said, no, I I can't keep all this law. I haven't kept all this law. I need a savior. So Jesus takes another run at him. Okay, look, here's what you lack. And notice he says, if you would be perfect, go sell all you have, give it to the poor, and then come follow me. If you would be Perfect. This calls to mind. We we brought up the Sermon on the Mount multiple times in these passages, but this goes back to Jesus talking about the idea of love. For In Matthew 5, what, verse 48, you must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Yeah. Now, when we were talking about Matthew 5, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and to me it also calls to mind what we've been talking
0: about in Philippians 2, the idea that Jesus gave it all up, this glory
1: and grandeur of heaven, Again, he's still not asking this fellow to do anything that he hasn't done himself. Absolutely. Going back to this idea of perfect, we get to the sermon where in Matthew 5, 48, he says this about be perfect like your father in heaven is perfect. And I think we struggle with that verse for the exact same reason the rich ruler struggles with what Jesus says here, because the cost is so high. Mm. And so what do we do? We often look at that word perfect and we try to find some other definition that goes along with that word. And oh it means mature it means it, what we try to do is pick a definition that we think we can accomplish mm-hmm. even though in that passage it was as the father is yeah mature or complete or whole yeah, so, so whatever it is it's as the father yeah y- you're I, in
0: the same box there aren't that's you
1: That's exactly right in fact all of that should drive us back to the passage in the sermon that you've brought up I think almost every day this week and that is blessed are the poor in spirit Well you know when you're a hammer <laughs> <laughs> the, the, it's the humility. When when the ruler hears this, once again, it should be, Lord, I, I am a sinner. I need help. I This is this is not something I can pull off on my mm-hmm. own. I can't do these things apart from your strength and your grace. Now, yes, he's supposed to step out of the boat. Sure. You know, he's come to, just like Peter on the boat was saying, if you're Jesus, command Stand me to step out on the water. He says, look, good teacher, tell me what to do. He should have started selling everything, and, but how would he have been able to do it? Not because he was amazing, but because he is relying on God. And, and this really gets back to what Jesus said to the apostles when they asked, well, then who can be saved? With man, it's not possible. But with God, all things are possible. I mean, if this is the way it is, who's going to do that? Who can do that? Can who can pull that. that off? And Jesus says, well, you know, the one who relies on God, the one who comes to God saying, I need something rather than I'm going to give something. It just it to me
0: in this chapter is the second time that the apostles just seem to have jaw drop their jaw at yeah. what Jesus is teaching. The first deal about marriage and divorce, and and now this about the rich.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this, so I've used this rich young ruler. We, we talk a lot about discipleship at the Livingston Church. You know, Andrew, our discipleship circle as it highlights mm-hmm. that as we try to teach that a disciple honors God and learns from God and loves like God and leads others to God all while abiding in God's word. Mm-hmm. What I see in this fella is the almost disciple mm-hmm. who almost honors God, who almost listens to God, who almost loves like God, who almost leads others to God. and And where this... I mean, he's a religious guy. He is. People who follow him will do religious things. Yes. They'll go to synagogue. They'll offer the prayers. They'll yeah. give their donations love a neighbor. of their money. He said he loved his neighbor. Absolutely. Yeah. They'll love their neighbor. But but they fall short of God. Why? Because here's the deal. We see the options. I mean, I mean obviously somebody who's going to say, I don't believe in Jesus. I don't care about religion. That person is lost and not a disciple at all. But here's a fellow that comes close. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Rather than pursuing Jesus, he's pursuing religious self-righteousness. What What about me? How special do I need to be? What good things can I do? What this fellow needs to be doing is realizing I can't get this done. I yeah. can't get this done. I need you. And it's, it's not about me bringing to God what I can add. It's about me coming to God because I got nothing and I need
0: from him. Maybe one of the challenges that the Lord identifies when he talks about the difficulty of the rich um, is that the um, arrogance and perhaps even an entitlement attitude can often go along with the wealth. You know, when everybody else is kowtowing to you because of your position and your wealth, you, you might start to believe your own press, yeah. and that flies right in the face of our
1: destitution, mm-hmm. really, spiritual poverty, uh, and our need for a Savior. I received, I mean, when this is, this is hitting the airwaves, it's a few weeks ago, but this morning when we're recording this conversation this morning, I received a text from a friend of mine, Rennie Frazier. We do nothing to deserve God's grace, but by doing nothing, we reject it. mm and I told him, I sent him a text back saying, I love that. I'm stealing it. Yeah, that needs to be. So today I'm giving him credit. Podcast. Today I'm giving him credit.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> I'll you know, by the later. time this airs, he'll have forgotten all about <laughs> that's that. That's exactly but right. But you're a, you're a man of your word. and You're I, giving him credit. I, Say it one more time. That's so good. Say it one more time.
1: We do nothing to deserve God's grace, but by doing nothing, we reject it. And I think that's a really powerful yeah. summary of what's going on with the ruler. Yeah, He's coming wanting to do things to get life, Mm -hmm. but he walks away doing nothing. And so he gets nothing. And it's so, so the, as we look at this, the, the thing is not that we come to Jesus saying, well, I got nothing. So I'm going to do nothing. No, no, I got nothing. So I'm going to do whatever you tell me. Yeah, I I got nothing. So everything I'm asking for you from you is mercy. It's grace And I'm just going to do whatever you say, because I love you, and what I need comes from you. I've got nothing to give, so I guess I've got nothing to lose. We've gone over (laughs) once again. Once again, who'd have thought? Perhaps we should wrap up with prayer.
0: All right. Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this time of devotion. Study your word and discussion, Father. It has enriched us. Lord, we want to be rich towards you, rich in good works, rich in your mercy and rich in your grace. Uh, We pray, Father, that we would be very circumspect and good stewards to the physical blessings that we have, not allow those things to become idols in our heart and gods in our heart because you are our God and you are our Savior. Lord, help us to seek your grace and in response to it and understand we have nothing, nothing to trade out for it. Thank you, Lord, for your graciousness in Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes.